Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Your Questions Answered, our live Q&A on the What Culture Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick to answer all your burning wrestling questions. So make sure uh, you get them in the chat. And if you really want to get them noticed, stick a little donation on there. It's very much appreciated. Um, and it will flash up on my screen a little bit more. So let's just dive straight into it, guys. We um, should mention... Technical difficulties. Yes. We apologize for the technical, uh, technical difficulties going into the stream. And earlier, the uh, internet just dropped out <laughs> at what culture. So let's just all cross our fingers and hope this actually freaking works. Noises. And, yeah, and yeah, there might be some uh, <laughs> random noises do, doing the rounds in, uh, in the background as builders are doing stuff at what culture towers as well. Right, let's dive into the questions. Uh, Wacky Autumn. <laughs> so, so if your question is, why can I just hear <laughs> noises? That's because people are like driving cars around our Oh, I thought you were going to say rewatching fast lane. Well, they should be. Good. Um, <laughs> first donation, yeah, first question. Uh, thank you, OG Stem Cell, as always. Love who it. writes, hello, good morning from beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, who do you guys think will be in this year's War Games match? Personally, I would love to see JD, Judgment Day, uh, versus Bobby Lashley in the Street Profits with Bianca. I can dream. Ah, you're going to have to keep dreaming, OG Stem Cell, as much as I love your name and how you fix Ray Mysterio's knees. It's seeming increasingly <laughs> likely that the Judgment Day and the heels with Jimmy Uso, and I'm now thinking Roman Reigns mm. after SmackDown on Friday against the babyface superpower group. There's a... I don't know if Sid will love or hate this because you'll like the reference and hate that I'm using it. There is a Sting's Squadron vibe to the friend group no, that is, Cody Rhodes has made around there himself. There is, there is. Um, Jay was always destined to go in, but I think now with that amazing, I'm going to build two WrestleMania matches in one face-off thing on SmackDown. Oh. Like, I could well see Roman going in. Um, I thought it was going to be Jimmy. I thought maybe Solo, but I, a team of five... Sort of neg Solo, couldn't he? Be like, well, you're clearly getting... You know, he got pinned by LA Knight. Yeah. You can't get the job done anymore. I'll, Might I'll do lose it. to Cena en route to Wargames, possibly. So, yeah, I could see Roman and or Jimmy going in in this, like, group of Judgment Day bloodline mix against the five. That SmackDown ending two weeks ago sort of sold it as well. You yeah. saw a load of goodies and a load of baddies. That's what Wargames is for, isn't it? Chuck them in a cage. Oh, yeah. And then uh, give the baby faces the advantage and Bob's <laughs> your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, any any differing opinion on that? I, th I think it seems fair. Yeah, obvious. I think they've all set it up, and you know, to their credit, this actually feels like 
yet another thing that Triple H can kind of lord over AEW at present. He's taken something with which AEW came to prominence that differentiated AEW from WWE. And another thing in AEW that kind of has eaten itself um, at present. And they're kind of doing it better, not in terms of the entertainment value necessarily, but in terms of the, the dynamics, the way that everything comes together, like the reason why people are are aligned and you can actually believe they're aligned and you feel like it's going to serve a purpose. Like the stable warfare in WWE at present is more successful than AEW. So they've set the table and I think it's just uh, time to eat. Um, you, you mentioned the, the back and forth between WWE and AEW. Uh, and if you're wanting to know Michael Sidgwick's thoughts on Tony's Twitter tirade... Uh, we're going to talk about it on the uh, AW Collision Review, uh, which is available What Culture Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. He's just seeding in the title, isn't he, for the, the Spotify text. Of Sorry, just dropping it, drop it in now. Smackdown Sensational Season from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, season from here. Adam Smith, thank you for your question. Uh, I thought I'd, uh, not you, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd ask uh, Adam's question because uh, he is one of the, the very, very lucky ones who's managed to secure himself a ticket. Yes. What Culture Live podcast. The Dadly Boys on tour on Tuesday, the 21st of November. Um, if you want to get tickets for yourself, there are very few remaining. We could say this with a straight face. Yeah. Like they've actually done all right. It's so not sales board, is it? Like <laughs> if you do want a ticket, I would suggest getting it uh, imminently. Yeah. Actually, uh, what if anything is it the mosaic tap beers? Huh? Do you think? Can we be that modest? The beers are really good, yeah. Like, the beers that. are really good. Honestly, you can get like loads of different IPA options. I'll be a log, uh, yeah. But as a man who likes a sour beer, there's like a fridge full of them, oh, and that. they're not even that extortionate, no. like either. You expect to pay a premium for a sour beer because you know they're quite uh, you know, they're not in large supply. Oh my god, an affordable, lovely booze in the mosaic tap. Mm -hmm. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Uh, there's even a nice Pretty offer. easy to remember that. Yeah. I've, I forgot to say it again. Uh, Whatculture.com <laughs> forward slash tickets. Uh, there's even an offer where you can uh, buy yourself a ticket and get a, an exclusive T-shirt to say that you were you were one of the OGs. Not, I, not OG stem cell. You're one of the OGs to come <laughs> see the, like, the live show. It looks good, too. Yeah. Like, we're not just flogging it. I'm surprised he designed it. We're not just flogging <laughs> some tat. It looks good. We're happy with it. We're proud of it. Uh, you want to take this one, Sige? Because it's Adam Smith says, who do you lads think attacked Jay White? Uh, I'm convinced it's Adam Cole along with Roddy, the Kingdom, and Kyle O'Reilly. More attacks to come than a big reveal slash turn when they're cleared to compete. Um, they've not... If they haven't altogether abandoned this plot thread, they've done a criminal job of following it up. We should be... I know, Adam Smith, and thank you very much for your question, um, I know you want to know the answer to this, but increasingly, I'm grasping that not many people are bothered. We should be online, either in a YouTube comment section or on X or on a message board or in the comment section of a website. We should be, like, pouring over the clues. Mm. Or is that a red herring? Mm. Or is that foreshadowing? What was he doing or she doing or they doing on that night? Nothing. There is absolutely nothing in the narrative to suggest that it's like they're not even having fun with it. They're barely even mentioning it. The the person who's attacked, it's as if it never happened to mm. him. I've at this point, not only do I have no realistic idea, I've not been encouraged to think about this to a point where I there's nothing at the top of my head. Usually I have this problem on a podcast, right? 
despite being number one in the UK, <laughs> where I have a tendency when I'm passionate about something or I've got a point I really want to get across, or whether I'm trying to manifest something of just repeating myself, I'm not even saying this thing once to repeat it. Hamlet, help me. I've got no idea. So JY on collision, and the, to Sidgwick's point about how they're like, they can't, it's AWE, so you tend to not just throw stuff away completely, but mm. you can see how they're kind of like burying the lead a little bit. JY, whilst holding the title and celebrating a Juice Robinson victory, basically said, you sent your goons to beat me up, that didn't work, and I'm going to see you at full gear. And it's like, well, that's not a very big story. <laughs> like, it's almost no <laughs> selling the impact touched of it. touched it once as if to suggest, oh, it happened. Yeah. We're not going to let you that happen. It's not like Vince McMahon's WWE in 2019. <laughs> but at the same time, they're not selling it. They're no. not teasing it. They're they, not building it. There was that first week, wasn't there, where they were like, well, hang on, look, there's this image of MJF and Cole, and the mask is there in the, the, the locker room behind Because he'd maybe, wore it for Wembley, and yeah, it was, yeah. Maybe that's where he's taking it from. But like you say, beyond that, now... I wonder if Max Caster's got something to do with it. I think that might be like the so the the person that was wearing the mask was obviously more slender than MJF. So it was somebody like, and that's obviously there to invite you to speculate, definitely, um, or to throw you off the scent. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah I guess because the whole point was like MJF. You have like a proxy attacker. Yeah. He'd said like he'd said to Jay White, like, you know, he? when you put like a silhouette. Aye. But it's not the debuting superstar or whatever. Yeah, gang rules wasn't like the DOA in three Steve Austins, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> no, the um like M Jeff said to Jay White, didn't he? You have no idea what I'm capable of, as if to tease that he's gonna destroy him in a match, but maybe he was foreshadowing an attack. Oh, it's a minute o'clock. What are they called? They've got a has he played this game, but yeah. He knows what they're called. Oh bollocks. I can't actually remember what is it like. Oh <laughs> it's time to play the game! What are the Aldi Shan version of Smins called? I love that in the space of like six seconds, we've summoned more of a mystery over this than who yeah. J. White's attacking. Yeah, Max Castor and some friends. Anyway, Smins. Uh, There's a pun in the title. I love it. I've already bought you some. You did. You put some on my desk and I can't remember what they were called. Um... All I can think of was uh, uh, Heath Slater when he was like, uh, he said, breathtaking. In that interview once, he said, breathtaking. <laughs> Just erodes all of a sudden. And all I can think of is breathtasty. I think he was speaking to John Pollock of post-wrestling, and he said, oh, it's been breathtasty. Uh, breathtaking. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. If I was to say to you, yeah. oh, come on, Hamlet. Mm -hmm. Your head's not that square. I would be paying you a compliment. Oh, nice, nice. And okay, Sidge, your breath smells fantastic today. Well, Hamlet, thanks for the compliment. And that's the advert. We've done it. We've done it. Like, there's so many products for Aldi, but like, I've tried so hard to get a cereal deal with Aldi. Now we're working the Smints as well. Take it from someone who's got a doctorate and uh, making the boys laugh. Here's Professor Poppy. <laughs> that's <laughs> what they call Dr. Pepper. Love that, man. It's good stuff as well. Oh, it's not bad. It's good gear. The um, I like um, the Fanta one. So it's like, fizzy orange soda. It's a Friday afternoon, is it? <laughs> well, Jed Brown actually asked a question, cereal-based. Uh, Hamlet, trick or treat? Treat, what two cereals do you mix together for the goat of cereals? Trick is L-A-N-A-H. Overrated and overhyped. Uh, no, but I think it's fascinating watching where the ceiling is, mm. trying to see where that is. I think what's cool about the Roman Reigns thing is that if they rush the match, fine because maybe just strike while the iron's incredibly, incredibly hot. That match with Solo Sokoa was just fine, and you would think you were watching, like, 
Rock Austin team. I think it's worse than fine. And you like, see Solo trying to sell, yeah. fighting against the <laughs> the roll-up. They kind of go. Like, neither of them can go. And the crowd are going nuts for it. like, it's like an, an inflatable, wacky <laughs> car <laughs> thing. Yeah. So it's like, on that hand, I'm like, we'll just book it right now. But then it's interesting to see how high he can fly. I don't know, but it's it's not, he's not overhyped. Definitely mm. not. He's he's hyped. He's the right man. It's pro wrestling hyped. It's a work, you know, like. You don't know that, but you do know Serial. I do, and long-term listeners will know I have certain issues with mixing uh, flavors of my favorite things. I don't like crisps in a bowl that are mixed flavors. I think you're doing away with the package, you're getting it wrong. I'm not a huge fan of mixing... The sanctity of crisps. <laughs> I've talked like crisps, pop, and cereal are like three of my main five a day. So like I do take these things seriously. I don't necessarily mix pops other than... Um, Why would you mix a pop? Because you're when five you're five years old? Because when you're in those shops where they've got the machine now, you can make any cherry combination you can dream of. Yeah, cherry like, oh, cherry Fantoke, that's half fan and half cook. It's good. Try it before you, before you banter it off the face of the earth. Give it a go. It's no. unreal. No. So like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but cereal, uh, it's got to be right. So like, I like chocolate cereal, but I can't like say do Wheatos and Cheerios. Oh, no. It doesn't work. You're, just, you're ruining two good cereals. I will, however, get involved with, like, they'll sometimes be known to some people as Cocoa Rocks. But, you know, those, like, chocolate balls, basically. Yeah. Those with Wheatos, fine, because it's chocolate and chocolate, or Cheerios and Cheerios. You're just getting a different texture, but the flavor profile remains like the same. Like a chocolate ball balanced on in the middle of a Wheato as well. That's, like, and that's perfect. Like, if you dig in and you get three or four at once, like, what a feeling that is. Like, because it creates <laughs> a... A man with two children, what a feeling that is. It creates a... <laughs> Like, it creates, because if you've not, like, put too much milk in, because milk matters, you then still get, what like... What sort of milk? Semi-skimmed, whole milk? Semi-skimmed. Semi-skimmed. Semi-skimmed green. Um, I love skimmed milk, actually. Uh, too watery for cereal. Yeah, I can have it point. in a cup of tea. I like... You can gamble on milks with brews. Like, I like oat milk in hot drinks. And semi-skimmed milk, you can sort of hide it in tea. But cereal, you need minimum green milk. Like, I sometimes think blue milk, whole milk, are sometimes a bit too... Treat yourself. Yeah, it can get a bit too claggy, though. Good with the Weetabix. <laughs> hot blue milk with Weetabix. Hot. Yeah, it basically creates like a Weetabix porridge. It's good. Um, but I, green milk, you know where you're at with green milk. I don't mix my cereals. I'm not a child. I'll stick to my Frosties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I have mixed cereal is when, for whatever god ungodly reason, I've, rather than buying cereals, I've bought a variety pack and I've only got, uh, two, I've yeah. only got two left and one is always cornflakes because they're, the, they're the worst. But it's like, well, what's going to make cornflakes interesting? Hoist some Rice Krispies in there. No. <laughs> If you got if you if you're left with cornflakes, you're gonna tell me how to cook it in with a steak. No, I'm not going to do that. Except it does actually work as a, um, a batter for certain things if you mix it. Ooh. Okay, so don't. I am listening. Okay, keep talking. So don't you know? You can use it as like a sort of a. You can make like a really healthy um, fish batter with cornflakes, and obviously like spices and things like that, just for the texture mm-hmm. alone. If you're running low on cornflakes. Sorry, if you're running low on honey or crunchy nut cornflakes, yeah. but you've got a surplus of like really boring regular cornflakes, mm-hmm. just like an 80 20 ratio. Yeah, I can, yeah, I, I can go for that. That's not bad. I would almost never have regular cornflakes. I don't know why they're still out there. Once crunchy nut cornflakes happened, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? It's like NXT and AEW in 2019. It's like, yeah, that's been made redundant. Sorry. Yeah. If you buy it... You no, know, Mr. Kellogg's invented cornflakes, and it's something to do with, like, an anti-wanking deterrent. Excuse you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, he's... Like, Did it work for you, Wilborn? <laughs> Some so gets a nut, baby. Crunchy nut. Wilborn nut cornflakes. New law just dropped. Wilborn nutting. 
Um, That's great, isn't it? If you, if you buy uh, a variety pack of cereal mm-hmm. for the kids, yep. how many is it inappropriate for you to eat in one sitting? Uh, if they're not watching all of them. <laughs> and, and then going to the shop early in the morning to get a new variety pack it's to replace it. Yeah, yeah. Sneaking them back in. Uh, sad trip to the shop. Though. I have made it. What are you talking about? Wrestling, are you? Uh, Eric Vazquez. Thank you, Will. Eric. back on track. Uh, Hello, right, Eric. Thank you for your donation as well, Eric. Fancy Fantasy King of the Ring tourney. Who wins? This is going to cause issues. Omega, Danielson, Bret Hart, Angle, Savage, Umanga, Taz, Mankind, 96, winner faces Gunther for a world title. Oh, my God. I mean, it's almost too good that there would be overlaps and things would disappoint on the night. Not to be a miserable bastard, but a couple of things would underwhelm. Yes. Uh, Red Hart versus Umaga is a sleeper hit out of those. I was thinking out of, of that bracket. I was thinking the '96 uh, Mankind offering his body to Kenny Omega. Oh God! I, I was just thinking about that for a second because he was could move so much like the Sean match, but sticking Kenny so in that. A V trigger off a platform and threw what on top of something. Yeah, a badly oh. arranged table because it was better then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. But Gunther's a payoff. Gunther's a payoff. So maybe it's ultimately who do I want. Gunther to wrestle. Brett and Gunther would be just good God. Join me in 2023. It's either Omega or Danielson. <laughs> Actually, Brett wouldn't rate Gunther because like, he wouldn't take the chop. Chops are flawed. It could be that yeah. sort of chops, chops Brett Hart, Ric Flair combination where neither of them wanted to do each other's match. Mm-hmm. So you got this fairly generic, flavorless, yep. weird in between. So Brett wouldn't want to wrestle Gunther realistically. No. Dan, it's basically Danielson or Omega, the general conundrum I face in my life. Um, I am more interested in, I think Kenny and Gunther is weirder. Like Danielson Gunther is going to be incredible, but you kind of you can already see it. I, I, I can't quite work out. Yeah, I don't know what Gunther Kenny looks like, but Danielson Gunther, I reckon there's very few matches that if I could have like Sidrick Benefit Night. <laughs> And there's you get eight wrestling matches. You could just a dream car, but like, no, there needs to be a reason for a benefit. <laughs> Something's gone very wrong in Michael Sidgwick's life well, that we need to raise money. That's how my head works. If I could have <laughs> any eight matches, well, let's be real. Even my fantasies are realistic. It's like Bart Simpson in The yeah. Simpsons when he's. I it's a coin flip. Coin flip. I think Danielson versus Gunther is just. That would be one of my absolute. I would. Pay money to see that match. Just the way you, you know when he entered the ring against Brock, and he was like, like that against Gunther because I'm not even taking any of those yeah. shots. Mm. Oh my god! Thanks, Eric. That was really good. Yeah, uh, Marcel Laviolette, thank you for your donation. Oh, Marcel. thank you, Marcel. Uh, morning, gents. A fan from Houston, lovely guy with a French last name, Laviolette. Um, just wishing you guys. Bye, <laughs> Bye <Marcel. laughs> Just wishing you guys well. Um, uh, he put, he, by the way, Marcel's putting over Manny do hot dogs as well. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if what's going on here. Like, they're not real, per everybody telling me they're not real. Look and at then some people will swear blind that they are, in fact, real. So, like, what's the story? I need more, like, just, if they're real, someone in America that's listening, I'm just going to beg online, buy them and send them, please, <laughs> and I will eat all of them. I'll eat them on freaking camera. I, like, I want them. I know people, you, you see them post it, it's like, too far. It's like you haven't gone far enough. <laughs> see how many different flavors. Of Where's the pitch black hot dogs? Where's the pitch like, black? I, yes. I want them all. Uh, that wasn't even Marcel's question. He just wants to mention them. Uh, he just says, "Have you boys seen the grizzled young veterans?" Yeah, great promo doing the rounds on social media of them over the weekend. Would you want to see them in AEW? It's full. It's mm. full. It's full. Uh, I, it's one of those where 
I understand why Tony Khan has done this to his roster because you get a team like that and they become free agents and you remember how great they are and you think, yeah, well, absolutely. But then I'm watching something like Collision and then someone appears on it and I go, why should I care? Like the House of Black, where are you? Mm. I want to invest in the acts that they are, are already at Tony Khan's disposal. If it was 2020 and it was like July or even like March 2021, I'm thinking, yes, absolutely. It's it's full. It's full, it's full, it's full. I'm not saying they wouldn't be great there. I'm not saying they're not worth the punt. I'm just saying I personally am getting sick of watching a dynamite or a collision. Such and such a wrestler coming out and thinking, oh, well, they'll be gone in four weeks, so why do I bother paying attention now? I saw their exit thing, and it was a bit retro. Like, it felt like it was like three or four years ago. Yeah, Weird, like, oh, we, I can understand why that act of all acts would be like, sick of appearing like a joke. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. that's what, basically, yeah. they tweeted and did their, all that was missing was the prison. Aye. I mean, but that was a gimmick that you need to escape from. That's it? the thing. I yeah, can completely it's... understand why they've gone route one with leaving WWE and trying to reestablish yourself and trying to just get that stigma and just ripping it off your skin. Yeah. But it was just very retro. Ah, oh, people still think that. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> should never have died, actually, if anything. The matches. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, you mentioned about the people coming into AEW. I'm into it for the matches because of the size of the roster. But yeah, it's harder to predict and book a long-standing run. Way harder than it used to be. And that I think if people come into WWE, you can sort of book a run because they have this like smaller group of focused upon wrestlers. And then people fall away, of course, but you can say, well, I can get 10 matches out of them and I can see them getting to whatever the pay for you, SummerSlam or something. It is tricky in AEW because I could see Gozer Young Gats coming in and I was all oh, getting yeah. excited for FTR. That's the one, isn't it? You think that's the match. I want to see that. But then you get excited by FTR. FTR beat them on collision on route to getting a tag title shot. And then what? It is uh, getting increasingly harder to book the route. You can't fantasy book anymore yeah. because you know for a fact that, well, put it this way, tipping point has been reached. I watched the Rouge vignette, really well produced, etc. And I was like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. I will believe that Rouge is going to be a player in that company when I see it at this point. Like, they've lost my faith in the process. Rouge and the lads beating up Jay White is another shout as well. There was, a, like, um, like a, a stable getting built in the background. If you remember Bullet Club Gold, all decked Andrade, and there was thoughts at the time that, like, there would be different groups of people that had been attacked by Bullet Club Gold. So there is people that they've hurt in the past, just to go back to that. But I, um, the thing about, like, uh, to just go back to Grizzly Young Vets as well, and this is a credit to AW. Like the AW roster being able to work elsewhere gives you all the hype around FTR and Aussie Open because of a match that didn't even take place in AW. So FTR and Good Young Vets yeah. could happen somewhere else, be just as hot and meaningful, and Grizzly Young Vets not get swallowed up by the AW roster problem. So let's say they went to New Japan. The FTR match is still on the table if they work for New Japan. Yeah. So th there's dream matches that you can have because AEW, you've got the doors wide open. So maybe that's the maybe that's the play for Grizzly Young Vets. Make yourself, put yourself in a position where you have to be pushed when you enter AEW. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, are we calling call this Ass Mover? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, ass Mover says, <laughs> who are your guys' top three WWE and AEW wrestlers right now? Uh, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, and Drew McIntyre. Genuinely, like I get excited about watching a lot of people in WWE at the moment. LA Knight's pops are really great, but the match thing, like we can't lie to ourselves. Like 
if you're watching at home, it is harder to stay invested in the match. Yeah. If I was in a building, like LA Knight's going to be the hottest guy in the night. Was but. it you say, and then the bell rings? Yeah. 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 You mean he gives himself a Russian leg sweep? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and it's energetic and people go crazy for it, but you do wonder when the pops run out or when people get used to him or he loses his big match and then that has a knock-on effect on the crowd's investment in him. How much is left? I'm not sure. Who's your AW guys before I do it? Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielson. Like, he's the one guy that could just have matches with absolutely zero bill, but the fact that he continues to be factored into stories. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, on Collision, I was excited to see her, but I'd kind of forgot she'd existed. Chris Statlander? Yeah, she's so good. Like, they're not booking her well. We have to be honest now, it's happening again. Like so she's not booking her well. It's just very, very dry and generic of... She is the open challenge wrestler. It sort of feels like a cop-out answer because I was happy to see her as a surprise rather than tune in going, oh, right, when Statlander turns There's up, you know? a champion in our yeah. company and it feels like a bonus. Can I count Athena as Ring of Honor? Because I do love the Billy Stark stuff. She's somebody that I will... I'm not watching all Ring of Honor, but I'll go <laughs> up my way to like search what's going on with her and the Billy Stark stuff. So that's, I'm, I'm into that. So probably those three. Cody Rhodes, because he's just electrifying. It's just, again, it'll never not be really refreshing and stark to me that a babyface is that over in WWE mm. with no caveat. It's not like the the undercurrent of hardcore fans are projecting stardom on an ex-wrestler that WWE don't really like that much. But you're hoping against hope with your support that they can make it in spite of the machine. That was the WWE story for me for mm-hmm. decades. No, the office guy is the crowd's guy and you're kind of almost certain that they're going to succeed. Cody Rhodes, Gunther, yeah, top three wrestler in the world right now. I should have mentioned guys. If not, you only had three. I know, yeah. Um, and I'm who's, up like, who's underneath? Uh, Ivor? Oh, <laughs> Ivor. I yeah. just absolutely love watching Ivor. And this is the true test, like, can I invest? Is he going to drop away? Will he get the Gunther match? Is it a meritocracy after all? Just love watching Ivor. I think his matches are just tremendously fun and entertaining. Um, AEW right now, Danielson is just on absolutely incredible form. I love watching him. Like watching him not do something with a limb is like ninety nine times more compelling than watching wrestlers do cool moves. He's just an absolute master. See that one where he like that that I think it was like a third or fourth headbutt where he considered throwing a punch. And he realizes his arm held back. Oh, no. We have to headbutt him again. Yeah. He's like, this was like fifth so in a row. It's just the way like, oh, My head's starting to hurt. I'll do. Oh, I can't. And another headbutt. Like he's there. just an absolute magician. He's an absolute magician. Um, underneath Danielson, Swerve. The ultimate Good litmus shout. test is yeah. I'm listening to his theme on Spotify. Yeah. Controlling the urge to do the nana on public transport. <laughs> and I genuinely think that of all the heels, of all the people on that cusp, that threshold, of people who say, they want to be in that spot versus can they actually be in it? I trust Swerve more than anyone. I really enjoy watching him rise. And Statlander, like, she's not on, she shouldn't feel like, ah, I remember you, a champion in this company bonus. But between Sky Blue, who else has she wrestled in this run? I was saying there's not been, like, the Britt Baker the match. Julia Hart match rules. Julia Hart match. match yeah. The Britt Baker match on collision made you feel like Baker was a star again. Yeah. Baker's got this tendency to get lost in some of her matches. Maybe they're a bit overambitious. The complex sequencing, I think, can just fall apart. It was just so focused and dramatic. Statlander's like, it's a pretty dry um, choice, I guess, 
But Statlander has got that trust in me anyway, where it's like, it doesn't matter who she's against, if they're inexperienced or if they're a bit overexposed or whatever, you know it's going to be really, really good every single time. Like a true Bret Hart 95 style run. Do you know as well, like this is not to neg the character because I'm already sensing the mood shifting on it. I like the timeless Tony Storm character and I still like her matches more. Tony Storm to me, like, I'm not saying that you, you can't, you have, like, there should be a gimmick, there should be a character to invest in, but she developed that ace reputation over a couple of years through the matches first yeah and i'm or i'm almost with the timeless tony storm stuff mm. and i'll probably like i'll probably stick with it too far when everybody's gone off it because i've just liked her matches so much what about you i think i'd just probably just be repeating the names you've just said cody uh gunther, one, gunther swerve uh stacks uh huh? tag champ yeah uh, who is your favorite? Like, there's a fair one. Your favorite show of the weekend. Who's your favorite on NXT right right now? Outside of Stacks because he's a friend. Um, outside of Stacks, I mean, like, he's he's very intense, and I'm not too keen on his promos. But I've really turned the corner with Ilya Dragunov. Like, Same, yeah, just he's really <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Sticking out of his head, and then just that. I thought the match with Mello was just absolutely sensational. Having watched the first one and gone, right, the certain people online will rave about this, but I'm just like. I thought it was a real, real uh, amazing piece of work. That it just needs to be performing for a company with a different set of initials for you, then. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Correct. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Mr. Phoenix says, this question is for Stump Dadley. Here's your respect. Thanks. Uh, pick three young, <laughs> young AEW stars to be the next ones to get clean, unquestioned victories over Brian, Kenny, and Hangman. That's who a good question. They, and who gets to beat who? That is a good question. Um... I want Swerve to get a clean victory. I know he's a heel, but if you continue to have Nana interfere on his behalf, it just it feels a little bit like... Uh, how many years have passed by where the wider wrestling fan and the audience 
watches a DQ finish and go, oh, bloody hell, that infernal heel. Mm. Mm. I question the integrity of their character. And in fact, I resent them for cheating. It's always the booker for me. And that's why I think that pro wrestling on a whole needs to move on from this carny North American style of booking. And AEW for a little while did, and it was exhilarating as a result. I once swerved to be that guy in that pantheon. So I would give him clean victories. You can cheat in the midst of the match. You can do some incredibly nasty, cruel things. You can be a total bastard, but you can also be undeniable at the same time. Like This has worked in Japanese professional wrestling for years and years and years and years and years. Why do they have to cheat all the time in this prehistoric morality play that is USA wrestling? I just thought we'd moved on. And in fact, we haven't. And that's coincided with the decline in popularity of AEW, so mm. you might say. Um, I've struggled with this, Mr. Phoenix. I have seen a lot of pretenders to the throne of who can be that main event player who's really good enough because for years people thought it was Andrade. Is he? I'm not especially convinced. Wardlow has flattered to deceive since he got the big push. It's not necessarily always on the booker. Sometimes it's on the performer as well. So I'm a bit gun-shy, realistically. I'm a bit once bitten when it comes to really investing in that 8 out of 10. They've got everything, but have they got 8? So I don't actually know, but I think... That's the thing, I don't think there's 3. Mm. I don't think it's as easy as that, and that's a realisation I've sort of come to over the past year. Um, when CM Punk's left, and that left the void, Danielson gets injured, Omega's not wrestling every week. That that void exists, but who can fill it? And I don't think it's three. And that goes against the whole meaning of what it takes to really be a star. You can't just pick three. That's not how it works. Swerve is the one for me. There was. It's quite stark, isn't it, that we, that we went from a period where we had the four pillars, the four killers... A bunch of underlings in stables that you could see were one day going to break away. A few monsters kicking around. There was probably no exaggeration. Twenty guys that were living in that eight, of ten, eight out of ten bracket. And you're thinking, well, there's there's twenty. So let's say fifty percent of those actually hit tens. And now here we are, a few years later, and so few did. And yeah. it's we said with Wardlow, another noble failure, really. Yeah, we said with Wardlow, like this is some part promotional, some part performing. There's blame to be sort of shared, I think. But. Um, I got a good feeling about Ricky Starks again. Yeah. But it just I can't work out if this is if he's working for him for contract season or if he's working for an AEW run. That's fine. Like you can I can invest in the drama of watching Ricky Starks wanting to rise up the ranks, even if the ranks he sees are over there. Like, but it, for me right now, he looks motivated for something. I'm just trying to work out what that something it's is. Swerve over Starks for me right now. Yeah. I think Starks has got that weird thing that a lot of wrestlers have got where it's all very you blur the lines between are you like a fictional character in this fictional universe? Or are you going to complain about opportunities? Like, I never want to hear that word again, mm. realistically. And I think Starks has got that growing up watching WWE habit of that is the way you have to succeed in spite of something. It's like, you don't. There's a different way of doing mm. things, and that, has, and that has existed for years. So I think Starks has still got a little bit of that in him for me. Like, he's still an absolutely incredible wrestler. Really charismatic. Like, love watching him, but we're talking about this pantheon. The bit where he uh, clocked Danielson and then just laid on the floor. I don't know why that popped me so much on. That's it. He, po he pops my tits off <laughs> regularly. Weird, wasn't it? It was funny. It's uh, like the, this is a thing though. Like, it's, I think it is, I think it's damaging to AEW in one of those like hard to quantify ways that so many guys can 
reach a level and then not get to the next level because it will sort of establish this idea that nobody can really break through. I don't think there's a glass ceiling in AEW like there was one in WWE forever. And there's probably still one now where they just want to obscure it. I don't think that exists in AEW, but it is odd not seeing that many guys make that leap. That looks bad on them, I think. Like someone like a Sammy Guevara has had the chances and it's not really happened. Yeah. So at what point do you just say, you could leave if you wanted. Like you've had that many goals. I like Sammy Guevara, but you could go somewhere else and try something brand new now. You've had that many goals in AEW. Uh, circling back to who uh, some of my favourite wrestlers are right now. One of them was on Collision this week. Turbo Floyd. <laughs> I popped huge when they were. I was like, oh, they, who are they going to feed to Keith Lee today? And I was like, yeah. Love that guy. Uh, Matt Reigns. Be hey. Be nice. Because Matt Reigns gives a donation and just says, good morning slash afternoon, brothers. No questions. Just a shout out to my wife uh, who goes under the knife in about three hours. And thank you for all the well wishes. She really appreciated that. Bye, King and Willie. Yeah, best luck to Ashley with all that. Yeah, yeah. best of luck, Ashley. Uh, just echo the well wishes on Twitter. Keeping everything crossed. And I echo them too because I best say that in case people listen to yeah. audio and think, oh, I thought it was suspiciously quiet there. Yeah, all the best, Ashley. Uh, UN Benson says, this week's collision felt largely skippable to me, apart from the main event. Is there any talent you feel should be there every week? Um, collision, I agree with Collision. It's a sneak preview of the actual review that will be dropping in your feeds in a few hours. It's already got that rampage, 50% rampage, 50%. I'll tune in because mm. Danielson's virtually exclusive to it. But again... Nothing that the thing that happened on the top of the hour on collision on Saturday, you'd never get that on dynamite, and that was a big sort of indication to me of where this is going. And I don't like where it's going. I resent its existence, to be honest. I've already said this a million times. Um, a bit of a loaded question, so I'm trying not to be too scattergun on it, but I don't want a hard split. No, I do like the idea that if you want to watch FTR, they're on collision, if you want to watch Danielson, he's on collision. Um, but at the same time, it's already got that B-show vibe. And I feel like, unless you're so good, and you're Brian Danielson, basically, and nobody else other than maybe Kenny Omega is that good, then I'm just going to think that you're an experiment. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, Ricky Stark still feels a bit like an experiment. So I'd know the stigma surrounding Collision already is such that, I don't know, if I see someone on Collision be Collision exclusive and get hyped... I would think, well, Wednesday is where the bread's buttered, so why aren't you on there? The big one for me at the moment is, because I was like, I was really bang into it at, I was going to say Wrestle Dream, I think it was, was Wrestle Dream or All Out? All Out. Because I'm a bit of a fed head, I was excited to see Lana and Miro reunited, and that being exclusively Collision, as I think damaged the excitement around that. Like, I'm not saying it should have been the biggest story in AEW, but it was quite a big deal, and it was feeding into this Miro, like, godly character, and that not pivoting to Dynamite at any point, as I think... Like, it's kind of instructing you to not take it as seriously. I'll tell you what, um, I would have the Santana-Ortiz stuff on Collision. Yeah. It feels very yeah, much yeah. like that paired back, two people hate each other, and it's a bit, I don't want to say old school, it's such a weird catch-all, but, you know, like a pure grudge rivalry that, that plays out on mm. Collision. Again, it's not that different. It's still AEW. Give Rampage, about which nobody cares, to QT Marshall and the Hardys for all I give a shit. <laughs> okay, just do that. I don't care. Um, Santana and Ortiz, it's weird that it's not on collision. Very yeah. weird. It feels like the promos are good. The promos See are on really Twitter, good. I'm like, what are you doing? Why yeah. do you put this? Yeah, it's got that collision already. It's getting you know conflated with dynamite. Um, but if you the whole idea was a bit more meat and potatoes, a bit more this guy hates that guy, 
this wrestler hates that wrestler. They don't want to do any sort of really cliched backstage interruptions or get folded into the subplots with which Dynamite remains obsessed. It's a bit more meat and potatoes. Classic Saturday Night Wrestling. It's weird that Ortiz and Santana, they feel like if if there is such a thing in AEW as these different shows in that original Collision Vision still exists, Ortiz and Santana Mm. in that program seems to fit it way more than anything else. Uh, Crispy's Crafts just writes, Morning Legends, with the Wembley-esque way the live show tickets are flying out, can you see a Dadley's on tour around the UK in the future? (laughs) Birmingham. (laughs) Who knows? But all I can tell you right now is we'll be at the Mosaic Tap on the 21st of November. If you want to be there, whatculture.com. I want to be hitting those premier in beds like Lenny Henry, I do. And not to be facetious, it's... We're doing it on our doorstep because we can just walk there. <laughs> yeah. We can carry the equipment. Um, probably logistically, it's not entirely feasible, but what you need to do is continue to support us, it's continue to comment, continue to watch us, help be on the ground floor of this brand we're building, and who knows, it'll put it take off. <laughs> Seconded. Uh, I saw a great question here that I wanted to ask you, Sige, uh, about... Here we go. Louis Shrimpton. Thank you for your question, Louis. It's really good, this. Question for Sige. My favourite article you've written for What Culture was the one ranking the biggest star in wrestling every year since 1990. What ah. is your favourite article that you've written? Ah. I'll tell you what. I've written one very recently. Cheap plug. It's on the website now or imminently. Um, the most brutal wrestling match you've never seen. I just had loads and loads of fun writing that um i tell you what i don't like the dickhead cliched podcaster i sit here as a white man <laughs> 38 years old i'm sorry um who likes to rant i know i do that and take victory laps when they get something right because i've got a fair few things wrong in my time like, i don't even know if the writing in this article would step up but i was adamant in 2019, upon the launch of AEW, when, like, every wrestler, the buzzword was, oh, competition, 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 competition. It's going to make WWE better. W- Vince McMahon just needed this to get a kick up the arse and, you know, compete again and create a great product. And I, was, I felt like the, the lone voice of reason, where I'm like, it's not 1996 anymore. He's passed his peak creatively. The, the monopoly has sort of compelled Vince to just further isolate himself, further think that everything he does is correct. And I just said in 2019, I think the article was entitled Exposing the Biggest Myth in Wrestling Right Now. And it was this myth that the existence of AEW would magically make WWE better. I was just adamant that it wasn't. Absolutely Mm. adamant. And if you look at what happened in WWE post Double or Nothing, when they had every reason to go, Christ, They've sold out a 10,000-plus-seater arena. They've got a TV deal with Warner. Jericho's gone. Mox is gone. This is the only time in, like, 20 years. Could be in a bit of trouble here. And what did they do? Their worst output ever. Mm-hmm. Like, 2019 WWE. Like, I could write a book about that year. It's wild. It's in, like, the doppelganger stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, Roman Reigns. For a second, maybe believing that there happened to be a <laughs> doppelganger of Eric Rowan there. Him entertaining that was the work of a company that just did not know how to do baby faces anymore. It was finished. It was gone. 
Um, I knew that they were never going to compete or do something good. So I think that was the most prescient I've been. You you could have written a book about that, but you haven't. <laughs> you haven't written any other books, have you, Sid? Well, oh, I oh. actually have. Where's he got that from? Was that in a book hole? <laughs> What's a book hole? <laughs> it's a hole for a book. And there's one right there. Indeed. What is it? This is probably genuinely the thing I'm most proud of. It is uh, becoming all elite the rise of AEW, Wilborn. You've got any further questions about it? Um, How many words is it? Because I'm, I'm sorry to be really precise, yeah. but... I like 120,000 words. And, and yeah, I, it's got 120,000. <laughs> I've got a question about this. Yeah. This book that everybody's speaking about these days. I think, I think Cedric, my esteemed colleague, uh -huh. I think he's the best writer in wrestling. Oh, thank you. I really, yeah, I really appreciate that. A problem these days is that I read a lot of writing about wrestling, and I'm finding not much of it's very passionate and insightful. Yeah. The, 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 the 120,000 <laughs> passionate and insightful words. What? Yeah. Do you live in the world? <laughs> you know what? I do. Well, I was thinking of moving, but I'm going to stay put. Okay, well, you can get it delivered to you. No freaking way! By Amazon. <laughs> right now. Uh, my favourite article of yours, you know this already, is uh, 10 Things Vince McMahon has in common with a small child. Ah, uh, God, I've never ever done. done. It's just ridiculous how many things Vince McMahon has in common with a small child. That is the answer to a question I've seen a lot of people ask from when the fantastic trailer, as made by our producer, yeah. Adam dropped, of us appearing to be taking you to a soft play while you're wearing a dog's head. Like yeah, that's the really video from the video, but it's that's yeah. from that article. You can find it. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite um, uh, article you've written? Do you know, it's funny. Cedric will understand this. Like, if I there was ones that I've really enjoyed writing over the last six years. That if I read them back today, I'd just cringe. Yeah. Going through it. So like more recent ones. There'll uh, be typos out the ass. Oh man! Like there'll, there'll be horrendous takes out the ass. I wrote them. But uh, <laughs> like I'm working on one this week about wrestling freaks. That is almost an unofficial sequel to Silly Little Guys. Uh, you can find it still on whatculture.com. It's got uh, rugged Ronnie. Garbage on the cover, uh, rugged Ronnie Garvin. Um, it's been really, really fun to dive into wrestlers that just shouldn't, but are. And like, I don't know how we continue this train rolling, but it's, I think it's a contrast to, you know, this thing about like, ah, oh, we watch a lot of wrestling in the week. What do you really remember from it? It's just nice when you remember so many guys. Freaks and silly little guys, you kind of couldn't take your eyes yeah. off, and there's possibly not enough in May. There's loads on the indies, and then you see them one week. On a rampage, whatever, it's like, I'm bored now. Out the yeah, way. Yeah, like, wrestling just way, swallows, like, chews them up and spits them out. Like, they used to be more of a place for lots to thrive on, on the biggest shows in the world. More of them. You'll never guess who's been uh, asked to film the Silly Little Guys video, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, right, we've got <laughs> the a... Silly Little Guy in Wrestling Media. We've got uh, we've got lots of questions to get through and not much time to get through them. So I'll How much time have we got left? Ten minutes. Give us that is? All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, but we've 15. got... A big question. Well, we've got a big question from uh, from Blue Riot. Thank you so much. And lovely to have you uh, on board, Blue Riot. It says, hey, guys, the OG is finally here for a live Q&A. Um, I attended SmackDown last Friday with my best friend, Trench. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I believe it's the best show I've ever attended. What show? SmackDown. Is it finally a good time to be a WWE fan? It's a fantastic time to be a WWE fan. And I'm I say, jealous of it. I say that as one. I like. I keep repeating this thing. I wish I was. I wish I was. Re uh, oh. <laughs> I was say. I wish I wasn't so real. But I can't say it. You're too discerning. He's script, obviously. Aye, uh, and I think to be honest, this is not a hot take. I just think it's a really shared one. I think if you like. If you're not, I w I'm not even say if you like WWE's presentation style. If you're not almost allergic to it, and I would understand why you are, this is the time. Like, and it won't last forever. Bookers have runs. Triple H. I think 
There was a period where I thought he deserved more credit. I just simply think he's now getting the credit he deserves. It is not for everybody. It's still rooted in plotting, but it's the best plot in, in 23 years. Like, I can say that definitively. That's how bad WWE was. There's loads of characters with loads of uh, overlapping motivations, clear directions. The fun of the Survivor Series to WrestleMania thing is back, and that was always integral to WWE, and it should have never gone away. Mm. Like, promotional malpractice out the ass for decades. Uh, Raw... I genuinely think is like the best, my favorite show of the week. And you would have been shot for that take for years and years and years and years. It's the best of the three hour era. This is it. Like we are in it. Like you've got WrestleMania 40 coming up and traditionally gets really hot around those shows that end in zero. So that's something to get excited about too. I, I, I absolutely love it right now. I'm not saying for a second that something like uh, Chrono Trigger is as good as WWE Monday Night Raw in 2023. This is a legendary 16-bit um, RPG for okay. the SNES, right? <laughs> but when people talk about that particular game in such reverent tones, I always get a bit sad because it's something I'm missing out on. I, just, I like action in games. I'm not even a big mm. gamer, but I just don't like RPGs. I'm sorry, I understand that's <laughs> like sacrilege. I just don't get on board with it. But when people talk about how great that game is, and I was like, I just wish I could get it. I'm the same with this version of WWE. Mm. Like this, it's done. It must have done such an awesome job engaging its audience, because I'm jealous and I don't really get the, the sheer adulation that people have for it. So I'm jealous for missing out. I just yeah. wish it was more aligned to the way I like wrestling done. Mm. Uh, Robin Crawshaw, uh, this is from earlier on our conversation uh, about pop. Uh, it says Fanta and Coke is a thing in Germany. It's called Meso Mix, and they oh, sell it. It's a word it's for everything, don't they? <laughs> uh, Lee Wainwright says, what are the goated crisps for a crisp body? Thank you for your donation, Lee. Uh, cheese and onion walkers. I think go down well. Uh, and um, Walker's Max steak flavor, because steak McCoys are fantastic, but too, like, it's the too crunchy too for rigid, the bread. Yeah. yeah. So the Walker's Max steak ones. Smith's salt and vinegar chip sticks. Ooh, In a sandwich. For a crisp sandwich. Worst is uh, hula hoops. Yeah, because they all just crack and pop at the oh wrong no. time. Oh, the wrong it's texture. Yeah, texture. The bread yeah. Horrible. bad texture. A uh, couple of questions here. From I've done Mr. it, though. <laughs> when you're desperate. A couple of questions <laughs> from Mr. Phoenix, uh, who says, Willie, I don't know if you said this already, but oh, I don't know if I've said this already, but congratulations to the new papa. He's two months old today, Eric. Uh, by the time Eric Don Callis timing there. Uh, and becomes a champion, what current champion would you want to manage him? Uh, he says, Roman, Seth, Ilya, Becky, Eo, or Rhea. I'm going to say MJF because he's got the, the moral compass that I wanted to stick to. Um, and he's your best friend. And he's my best friend. He's kind of probably and a godfather already, isn't he? Potentially. Well, someone else. I need to have a conversation on a different podcast, but we'll save that for a different time. Uh, and Mr. Phoenix says, uh, Hey, Big Ham, how about a Bray Wyatt Memorial pitch black match in the Vegas sphere, the new Wyatt family versus Judgment Dew? Mr. Phoenix knows what he's doing there because he's basically mentioned Mountain Dew in Las Vegas. And, like, those two things came together beautifully. You love that we sphere, don't you? I well. love that sphere. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's already the best wrestling, uh, the best venue in wrestling, and a wrestling company hasn't booked it yet. It's unreal. Oh. Once you two are finished there, like, it's, and it's going to be WWE, isn't it, you would think? Like, they've had these years Apparently of... Apparently like, the MSG ownership group have got the stake in the that's sphere. That's it. Like, they've always locked down buildings rather cynically, so you would imagine they'll get in there. It's more their presentation style oh, as well. Yeah. Just, I oh, imagine, like, Mountain Dew. Like, imagine doing a podcast there. I, I don't want to imagine. Keep buying tickets. What culture? No, we got, up, we got big live news coming up. <laughs> Shut I up. wish, I wish, honestly, when we were in Vegas, that had like obviously the scaffold over it, so it just looked like big square scaffold. I wish I'd have got to see it in the flesh. Aye. It's a reason to go back to say it's a big ball in the sky. <laughs> um, 
Alan Sale says, what are you looking, most looking forward to this week on the whole, and why isn't it a succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone to Bronson Reed for me. System doesn't work, so I can't preview raw. And I was saying to you this morning, I'm devastated. I can't preview raw. Like that's where we're at. Yeah. Like Bronson, this Bronson Reed mini push, he will lose. There's not this sort of sense of unpredictability that there's going to be a flash title change like FTR, Starks, and Big Bill. I just don't think Triple H thinks like that. But this Bronson Reed mini push has worked. I want that match. In general, or just in wrestling, both. Uh, a bit of both. There's a Kenny Omega singles match on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Fletcher. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, Fletcher. So in terms of wrestling, that is it for me. In, uh, in general, I'm running out of my last batch of coffee beans, so I am get to buy a new batch of coffee beans, and I've got a crazy experiment, right? I'm useless when it comes to, like, anything practical or DIY or putting things together, and I've been told that in order to really properly clean, and it's very important for maintenance, um, my coffee grinder, I have to take it apart bit by bit, after every use, you brush around the 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 click and dial like thing. Like archaeologist. Yes, <laughs> yes. But to give it a proper deep clean, every now and then you have to take it apart bit by bit. I've actually taken it apart bit by bit before, but I was like panicking putting it together. Like, I ever broke it. So you have to do every little bit. I, instead of getting the brush, because it's very fiddly, just blow it. <laughs> and all the, the, the bits just go into my glasses and all the rest of it. <laughs> but I'm thinking, what if I can circumvent... Taking it apart bit by bit. Because if I blow it, it goes away. What if instead I just take a hairdryer ah. to it yeah. and then go on the inside and just go like that <laughs> in the bathroom, then have a shower? What if I can just do it with a hair? What if I can be lazy? What if I'm not that thick and I come up with a practical <laughs> shortcut and solution? What if? What if? I'm daring to dream. I want you to dare to dream. Our washing machine broke down yesterday and we got to buy a new one. And when, oh, those, when those appliances go, that's the saddest bit of adult life. Yeah. It's like, uh, there, is days, no, uh, there is nothing fun about this. It's costing a fortune. taking the day off to... All of it. Yeah. The, whole, the admin of buying... You're not. Well, I, I don't want to. I'll, I'll be doing everything I can to avoid it. The I, I will say, when I was a kid and this used to happen, you get to stay up a bit late and go to an appliance shop at like 7, 8 o'clock at night. That was kind of good. So I'm excited for the kids. <laughs> like They're going to try and like... Sneak a trip. I used to, to like that. Yeah, Smith toys I've got after a, this. A, f- a fondness to this day of industrial estates. Yeah, mm. warm nostalgia for that kind of thing. So like buzzing for them, they don't know yet, but not for me. Hundreds of pounds down for it, it gets installed, and you're like, it's not like getting a new telly or something, is it? Oh, great, the clothes are going round. Cool. You get a twenty-eight minute quick wash. Yeah, well, it's good, isn't it? Twenty-eight minute, the the fast wash setting, or like the little that yeah. little you have a, like cool. the boost the boost button, where you give them like a little ten minute spin. If you've like left it, like, oh, I got back and I forgot yeah. left the washing in. Ten minutes spin, it's just good as new. Yeah. Uh, right, speed round stuff now because I know you, you've got to head off. So Gabriel Santos, thank you for your donation. I just wanted to read this one out. I says, don't have to go. You can just go. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to go. Our veterinarian surgery, veterinarian surgery, listens to your your podcast during our surgeries and wanted to say thank you for keeping us entertained and focused. Did the animals not go crazy <laughs> <laughs> with him and the elephant as well? So uh, <laughs> where is Nelly? <laughs> I, I, Oh, there, there you go. Thanks, Ali. And uh, well, Judgment Daisy, not yeah, Judgment Daisy yet. as well. Let's not forget her. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many animal noise can we make him do? Sammy Snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's a cow. Yeah, oh. comes on the podcast sometimes. Oh, yeah, she comes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. Yes. Um, Crispy Craft says, "Afternoon Legends. What's more likely, Cody finishing the story, or will they continue with Roman until he holds the all-time record?" 
Got to believe in going, something. They're not going the all timer. You got to believe in something. Cody's winning. You have to believe, like, especially after this week on SmackDown. Is he even halfway to Bruno? Uh, no, they, they could. They've got a Hogan one in sight. The, the you know the one where the tw- evil twin Vince ref. Junior era. Aye, nah. but um, nah, especially now they don't have to worry about Vince Junior. Yeah, <laughs> like, now they for our argument about WrestleMania 39. If he wins at WrestleMania 40, they've got a pretty good let it play out badge and they'd be stupid to blow that. Yeah. Uh, just Daryl says, Adam, MJF will stacks to dethrone Roman. See you later, guys. Hang on. <laughs> See you later. Oh, I can't do it. Sorry. You're terrible. Rubbish. You are Rubbish useless. Uh, but he'll be here on, on Wednesday to review NXT, of course. With what us. was the question there? Uh, MJF will stacks to dethrone Roman. <laughs> it should be Cody, but if it's not him, I'll take, uh, I'll take MJF. Take MJF. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Um, Steve Nicolakopoulos. Edward Shiraz hands, I do believe, says, uh, get I handsome ditties. Uh, thoughts on the Twin Peaks ending, Sige Vicious? Well, I don't want to give any spoilers away. However, if you are on X, and I know you are, I will link, remind me as well, at me, I've actually written an article about my interpretation of the Twin Peaks The Return ending. Um, it's, pr- it's pretty bleak reading. It's a pl- pretty bleak reading of the events, but you can't do it in terms of plot, I don't think. I think it falls apart, like by design as well. It's all about the mood and the atmosphere created, and that part 18 uh, makes me feel horrible. And I try and go down that horrible mood and that path and on that wavelength to yield my interpretation, and it's bleak. You'll hopefully get to read about it soon when I remember to link it. I've blown a smoke up Sidgwick's arse on this podcast already, but I'm going to blow a little more. Uh, bunch of cowards that failed to review episode eight in a satisfactory way when Twin Peaks came back and you nailed it. Oh, there was you. some absolute trash on the internet. It's too good. You just got to watch it. Thanks for it. I've already watched it. <laughs> I've just watched it. I wanted to share some takes. Yeah. Uh, Adam Knight says, is Julia Hart Jr. really happening and necessary? With? Julia... Huh? Oh, with Sky Blue. They're doing uh, uh, House uh, of, House of Blue. I'm already, I'm already cringing at this. Uh, is this supposed to be like her and Willow Nightingale are fighting back from the Egyptian? Is that where this is going to be a three-way corrupted trio? Uh, I, I don't know. All I know is I see the eye shadow and I just... Uh, Hokey in it. Yeah, Julie Hart's class. It's, it's one of those where it's, like, it's a bad version of a welcome development. Actual, stable, mm-hmm. week-to-week storytelling, incorporating more than one character... This is a pretty cringe way to go about it, but I'll let it play out. And we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about it on the Collision Review, what culture wrestling podcast. No, I've said my piece. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> Steve Nicolakopoulos has come back in saying, I'm not on X. I'm fairly certain you can look at someone's X profile without having to be on X. Well, basically, Sidgwick. if you type in Michael Sidgwick, what culture, 20, uh, Michael Sidgwick, what, I can't remember the name of it. I'm just trying <laughs> to scramble here. Michael Sidgwick, what culture, Twin Peaks ending finally explained. Variations of those keywords, and it should yield the right result. Uh, final couple of questions. Uh, Kid Icarus, thank you for this, says, Gents, specifically Adam, I'm struggling to remember what was the NXT special event from May the 28th of this year called? Thanks, as always. I believe, if I am just doing my uh, little research there, it was uh, <laughs> NXT Battleground. You're gr- <laughs> You're grounded, battleground. Like, um, so yeah, um, good show. From <laughs> good, good. Oh, I never have to hear it again. Uh, I want an end of year where we get all of them. All, what, yeah, the entire, all, yeah, I'll read through the entire paper for your schedule and then collapse probably. <laughs> uh, right, I'll leave. Yes, 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 yes. It's called five years later. 
Yep, the title doesn't, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, right, final question. Thank I'm, you, Nicholas. I'm going to leave to uh, Mr. Phoenix, who says, if you could put a book a tank and sports car tag team in AEW or WWE, who would it be? I'd do Darby and a face Brody King. That's really great because there's like strangle law between those two. It's like a BCC. Before you had a really good match. Yeah, BCC bleed together type. What was, the, what was the question? Sorry. Yeah, uh, it was uh, if you could book a tank and sports car tag team in AW. Right. Or okay. WWE, okay. Okay. The perfect example already exists. Satnam Singh and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I would like. Uh, I think Brody King Darby's great because. Mm. How do you get something even cooler than Darby Allen's low pay? Like, I like it when tag teams throw one another at people. Yeah. Like, I can't think of an example. There was Raquel one. and Liv did that, didn't they? Raquel and Liv did it very recently. Yeah, Braun and Ricochet did it as well. Yes. Yeah. Get Darby by the back of the jean shorts, throw him into <laughs> a low pay outside <laughs> of the ring. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Uh, right, thank you to everyone for their donations. Thanks to everyone for their questions. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Enjoy doing these. We'll do more. Yeah, we'll definitely be back, ne back next Monday for this. Uh, and we'll have uh, reviews of uh, Raw, NXT, and Dynamite coming your way later on this week. And then WrestleCulture, if this, the building issues have been fixed, will be live They're ongoing. on Friday afternoon in the UK. So do join us for that one. And as Sid mentioned, we're going to be back doing uh, live Q&A next Monday. So apologies if we missed out your question, but we'll be back on Monday to answer them all over again. Uh, let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed on NXT. Uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch so you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Follow our brilliant producer, Adam Nicholas, at It's Adam Nicholas. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you get tickets for the live show. Very few left. What there aren't actually many left. <laughs> it's a shoot, brother. WhatCulture.com forward slash tickets. But this has been your questions answered. My thanks. To Michael Hamlet, to Michael Sidgwick, thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 